from the people who brought you. You know nothing and be happy comes a brand new collection of hit songs from our beloved supreme leader timelines presents the great here set volume 14 everybody jab your body light vaccines back all right fun two three and two the four Klaus, Schwabi, Schwab and Bill Gates is at the door Ready to put a patent on air and glass Cause we about to play set your ass It's like this and like that and like this and that So just cheer till the next pandemic Digital identity You shall have until 20 Thirty No discussion for it is mandatory you will see 15 minutes city 15 minutes city stay close to home 15 minutes city 15 minutes city or we'll send our drone you better comply you better watch out you better implant that microchip now Santa Claus is running the town Every meal you make Every bite you take Every single lunch with a crispy crunch You will eat the box The Great Here Set, Volume 14 Get yours now Available on Shotify and Pfizer Music it's kind of retarded that one, uh, but it's funny for some reason. It's it's silly, right? But it's I don't like I, I don't mind it actually. Clabby Clabby Schwab remix. All right, hope you're doing well, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Whether you're tuning in live later on in the archives, I'm flying solo here today at the uh, Red Ice headquarters. Hope you're doing well, everybody. We have a uh, one nice and laid back show for you to, today. I got a got a, some stuff here I want to uh, bring your attention to. Uh, one of them, of course, being. Uh, <clears throat> Dear Comrade Ryan, who passed away, uh, they they caught they caught the killer. Uh, so we're going to take a look at that and uh, his uh, girlfriend, supposed girl girlfriend who did nothing. Well, she did uh, she did set up a GoFundMe. We'll talk about that too. But uh, anyway, she uh, made some comments which I thought could be worth actually checking into as well. Anyway, we got uh, a little bit of other stuff as well. Here. I just want to generally look at the uh, invasion situation. It's uh, it's ramping up, but so it's the so is the activism from uh, some of the people in the political sphere, which is which is good to see. Uh, and of course, as, as usual, uh, our people are waking up. Man, is it slow? Man, is it late? But uh, they are waking up. More uh, people are coming onto our side. They're seeing day after day that this is unsustainable and impossible to run a society and a civilization like this. Uh, and it wasn't like we uh, it wasn't. It wasn't like we tried to warn them or anything, right? Uh, anyway, they, all the people that called us racists, right, in the past are now like, you know what, this uh, asylum, uh, migration, open borders policy is not that great. Uh, anyway, we got some uh, got some stuff as well. But anyway, uh, speaking of Klaus Schwab, by the way, I mean, it is true, a, a, as though that's kind of silly little hit remix there, but it's funny as well at the same time. Uh, he, di- I don't think this is a deep fake. He did recently talk about, you know, taking your cars, right? Uh, I, this is from the... World Government Summit, and if I see it correctly behind him in this clip, they now just call it the Government Summit. Was it a little bit too much 
uh, on the uh, on the nose to have the World Government Summit? I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, check this out. We meet for the 20th. I hope I will have the pleasure still to be invited for the meeting. When we meet for the 20th Governance Summit, you will use the app like Uber, but not anymore to call some driver. But uh, is it a deep fake? It might be a deep fake. Automatically guided car, a self-driven car, will come to your hotel or wherever you are. It's pretty good when he turns around like that, though. I mean, it's not that this is like an unprecedented comment or anything. They have articles on their, <laughs> their goddamn home website about how to take your cars and, and you'll you own nothing. And we'll bring you to the airport. No, Los Angeles is one of the cities with the heaviest traffic who told me in 2030, Los Angeles will be private car driven free. And this will allow to transform highways into parks and other public spheres. We meet actually, for the 20th. Actually, I sorry, hope I will have the pleasure still to be invited. What am I doing here? There we go. Uh, I mean, he's right in one way, right? It's like, yeah, I'd love to uh, get ready. Man, have you uh, have you seen some of the traffic jams in some of these cities? Of course it's crazy. <clears throat> but uh, the point is, they're doing... They, they want to take your car while they keep the borders open and have their precious regular migration. Millions of people coming in. Uh, record numbers right now, both to the U.S. and over at uh, on the European shores as well. We'll uh, look at some clips a little bit later here today. Absolutely insane. So that that's the problem, right? If they're like, you know what, well, it's too many people, let's stop migration. This is obviously not what we know. They're, they're bringing them in, but then going to put them in pods. That's one, that's one of the problems, right? Uh, all right. Anyway, so we'll get uh, we'll get going on this here here today. Oh, this one is kind of funny, too. Let's, before we get into some of the, uh, the serious stuff with uh, Comrade uh, Ryan here, uh, guess who is uh, having a trans... Well, I should say, guess who's funding uh, or putting on uh, a trans marathon in uh, tokyo this made me uh, chuckle here someone <clears throat> was pointing out uh look at that look right at the bottom there folks and we can see if we can see if we can zoom in on that a little bit do you see do you see something there oh come on why can't i do this there we go for guess who's funding the tokyo trans march oh sorry marathon it was not a march marathon how many trainees are running a, a marathon embassy of israel in japan <laughs> in japan you can't you can't make it up there it is folks tokyo trans marathon 2023 i don't think that's fake <laughs> that's how it goes these days come across memes online it's like wait a minute is this real is this fake all right anyway that made me, that made me chuckle all right guys uh thank you for joining us everybody if you're joining us live this will uh, this will probably most likely be the new starting time uh it's 2 p.m pacific well not right now but the starting time intended to be uh, moving forward here, 2 p.m. Pacific time. That's 5 p.m. Eastern, which is 11 p.m. Central European time. So a little bit earlier. A uh, few guys on the on the European shores as well. Um, okay. <clears throat> so if you do want to join in today, Super Chats, you can do that at EnterPostream. That's up and running too. If you want to drop a comment, support the show, what have you. And we'll drop a link maybe to a good story, pertinent stuff that's uh, related to some of the th stuff we're talking about. Or maybe something completely uh, different. Uh, who knows? Enterprise.live slash Red Ice TV. Odyssey. 
You can do hyper chats over there at Red Ice TV, and then you can do Rumble. Make sure you add slash user, rumble.com forward slash user forward slash Red Ice TV Rumble Rants. We'll keep an eye on that throughout the stream here as well. All right. So anyway, uh, I do want to talk about Ryan Carson here a little bit too. The uh, very sad uh, passing of one of the uh, great uh, environmental Antifa uh, anti-white activists in uh New York City. They were uh, st- randomly stabbed by uh, diversity here just a couple of days ago. And CBS News had an updated story on this. And let me bring your attention to this first, too, which was funny. Uh, remember uh, Daniel, uh, what was his name again? Jeez, oh, I should should remember that. Uh, I almost said Piper. It was not Piper. Daniel uh, Nelly or something? What was it? Daniel Nelly? Was that what it was? Uh of course, did not blur him, right? When he was a, then you have to expose them. You have to ensure that violence is directed their way. When this guy today here uh, was arrested, Brian Dowling, they blurred, they, they protected uh, him, right? Because of course, it's it's disproportionate. It's it's unfair, uh, cri- an unfair criminal justice system. So we gotta we gotta protect uh, these criminals. Anyway, that cat's out of the bag now, and now they're showing his video here. But anyway. Brian Dowling, 18 years old, charged with murder in deadly stabbing of New York City activist Ryan Carson. I, yeah, I'm not It's just something, it's just, it's, I mean, it's karma, right? I mean, last Wednesday we talked, or this Wednesday here, past Wednesday, uh, we talked about how this is happening in Sweden, it's happening in Germany, it's happening in, was it the, the UK? It was a number of them in, in uh, the US as well. One after another are these cases now where basically the people who are proponents of diversity and multiculturalism and we're all the same and, you know, we all bleed red type of activists, in some cases hardcore like Antifa activists and stuff like that too, uh, are being squeezed out. Or, or sometimes it's their uh, their kids maybe or someone they know or the elderly or whatever. Uh, that's the encroachment of, of the enrichment uh, right now. In, not even the leftists, which are allies uh, of many of these groups that they use against us, uh, are, are safe. Uh, anyway, check the uh, story here. Charged with stabbing a Brooklyn activist to death was arraigned late tonight in Brooklyn Federal, or rather criminal court. CBS 2's Ali Bauman was there. 18-year-old Brian Dowling faced a judge Thursday night arraigned on a second-degree murder charge for the death of 32-year-old Ryan Carson. The judge denied bail. Carson was walking back from a wedding with his girlfriend early Monday on Malcolm X Boulevard in Bed-Stuy when surveillance video shows a man confront the couple, seemingly out of the blue. The man stabbed Carson in his heart, killing him, and threatened his girlfriend before the suspect's sister is seen coming over to apologize. We have definitely seen him before, and he seemed like a very chilled kid, just mentally paranoid. Only yes, CBS2 was the, there. It's a mental health crisis. Here we, here we go. Uh, this is the uh, this is the girlfriend here, right? That's got to be that's got to be her. And remember, folks, what uh, <clears throat> what she was photogra- photographed with uh, on the uh, streets of uh, New Yorker. That's uh, that's her right there. Forget her name now. Yep, that's right. Can't make it up. It, it, it comes full circle around, right? All the cultural Marxists who wanted to activate the uh, non-white groups uh, against majority traditional white society. Uh, now it's coming back around. But anyway, back to the. Uh, Back to the video here. It is. It is kind of. It's karma. That's what it is. So, what can you say? Uh, yeah, the sister comes in. Uh, the sister says, "Oh, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, did something happen? Is seen coming over to apologize. We have definitely seen him before, and he seemed like a very chilled kid, just, yeah, just mentally chill. paranoid. That's Only right. It's an it's a mental health crisis. Otherwise, it's he was totally fine. It was no problem. CBS2 was there when police arrested Dowling at his family's Brooklyn home Thursday. Prosecutors claimed two people identified him from the surveillance video and that police recovered the assailant's apparent sweatshirt and knife. They also said the victim's girlfriend did not pick Dowling out of a photo array she was shown. <clears throat> Is that because she is a racist? What's the reason? Or did she not want to? I think she, I think she might have been able to, but she didn't want to. Uh, speaking of the next comment. Dowling cried quietly as he was walked from the 81st precinct to be transferred to court. This is his first arrest. Hello, my name is Ryan Thorson Carson. Carson was a lifelong activist, most recently working as an environmental staffer. Ah, Tri good. There we go. Uh, here, here's the, the praise portion of the piece, right? Uh, let me see here. Fight stigma, save lives, educate harm, end overdose, HIV, the drug war. Yeah, legalize drugs. That's going to fix it, Ryan, right there. Uh, but yeah, here we go. P textbook example uh, of a uh, lefty activist right here. Hello, my name is Ryan Thorson Carson. Carson was a lifelong activist, most recently working as an environmental staffer. Tributes have been pouring in, remembering the victim as a rising talent and loving friend. Yes. Now one rising. life was lost, two lives were lost. An 18 year old who will now be in jail whenever they find him for the rest of his life. And a 31 year old who tried his best to keep this community afloat. Everybody loses. Down he tried his best to keep the music. Well, he did a great job at that, didn't he? Now there we go. That that's the that's the kicker right there. Wrongful incarcer incarceration because of this, because because it, it's just a mental health crisis. One life was lost, two lives were lost. A 18 year old who will now be in jail whenever they find him for the rest of his life, and a 31 year old who tried his best to keep this community <laughs> afloat. Everybody yeah. loses. Dowling's parents were in court for his arraignment. He looked back at them frequently, and as he was taken back into custody, they waved goodbye and blew their son a kiss. Yes. Dowling is due back in court next week. From downtown Brooklyn, Ali Bauman, CBS News. That's right. Don't want to play on me, CBS News. Please don't. Uh, all right. Very sad, very sad story. The uh, so, Of course, we're not over with this here. Pause this goddamn commercial. Can't do that. There we go. Uh, all right. So anyway, so w uh, there's just a couple of things here that have happened consequ <laughs> consequently following this as well, uh, which is the kind of stuff you can't really uh, you get. Just, you kind of kind of just show it, right? Uh, so the first one, yeah, we showed her the, the girlfriend there, right? So what happened is they set up a uh, GoFundMe, right? For for but check this out. It's a, it's an interesting spin here on the on the on the uh, like the language here, right? Hi everyone, we're a collective of Ryan's close friends reeling from a brutal loss. We're asking for your help on behalf of his partner in easing the burden and stress of the, this horrifying situation so that we can have space and time to grieve and remember Ryan. Immediate needs are to offset the cost of working class people taking time off work to properly mourn. Wait a minute, I thought, so they're doing it on behalf of his partner. But then at the end of it here, they're talking about how working class people need to take time, <laughs> time off to properly mourn. Is this what, what's going on here? Are we seeing people on the left that are trying to line their pockets uh, here, uh, using this situation and 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 grift off of this uh, precious diversity worker here, an enrichment advocate? 
um, to uh, to uh, get some time off of the working class folks want some time off after diversity uh, struck. That that's what I'm. That's the signal that I'm seeing here. Uh, pff, that's that's what you get with uh, with communism, right? Work, work, strong working class ethic, ethic, right? Oh, and speaking of which, I do I do have to show this uh, to you. Here's a little nice little uh, book here for you to review. And uh, this is not, of course, the seminal work only on this, right? It's an international bestseller um, that d- delved into the open archives in the former former Soviet bloc to reveal the actual practical accomplishments of communism around the world, uh, which of course includes, but not limited to, terror, torture, famine, mass deportations, and you know you know who they deported there, right? Uh, and massacres. And no, I'm not talking Stalin. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking before that, right? Astonishing in the, but it, it's okay when they do it. We'll we'll talk more about mass deportations later as well. That'll come up later. Uh, a tool that they can use, but we can't not. We cannot. Astonishing. In the sheer detail it amasses, the book is the first comprehensive attempt to catalog and analyze the crimes of communism over 70 years. Revolutions like trees must be judged by their fruit, Ignazio Silone wrote, and this is the standard the authors apply to the communist experience in China of the great helmsman Kim Il-sung, uh, Korea, Vietnam under Uncle Ho and Cuba under Castro, Ethiopia under Mengistu, Angola under Neto, and Afghanistan under Najibullah. Anyway, as the death toll mounts, as many as 25 million in the former Soviet Union, 65 million in China, 1.7 million in Cambodia, and on and on and on. The authors systematically show how and why, wherever the millenarian ideology of communism was established, it quickly led to crime, terror, and repression. An extraordinary accounting, this book amply documents the unparalleled position and significance of communism in the hierarchy of violence that is the history of the 20th century. But, uh, you know, Nazis, uh, though, right? That's the, uh, that's the big problem. Nazis. Never, uh, never forget. Uh, okay. So anyway, there was uh, what else we got here? Got shows. Oh, this was a good. Uh, this is a good. This is basically summarizes it, right? Well, this uh, shared by a good friend here. Uh, as he's bleeding out. I mean, she did nothing, right? Did we, should we play the whole video again? I mean, she did. I know it was the sister that came in and said sorry to the the, the black guy stabbing, but she ba- she didn't do anything. She was literally just standing on the sidelines and just like, you know what? Uh, I'll Ryan, are you okay? I'll call an ambulance, Ryan. Let's check it out again. Here's actually one of those for no reason whatsoever, right? He just starts kicking a scooter over there by the car. And they just ha- he just happened to be in the wrong place at the right time. Now, if they had, I mean, we talk about this, right? But getting, you know, I, I think these leftists, they get that like, ah, oh, this might not be good. You know, like an instinct, right? A, a gut feeling, something like, we'll, we'll, we'll let this guy pass or oh, this doesn't look good. Let's go over to the other side of the street or whatever. Hey, look, it's like 4 a.m. or almost 4 a.m. They're probably drunk, most likely, 100% they're drunk, maybe even high, who knows. They don't have their wits about them, whatever. But you see, many of these leftists, now the people, they, they are forcing themselves to override that instinct that they might, that might kick in. Like, this doesn't look good, we should probably 
wait to follow this guy. Like, if at least if he passed by without attacking you at that moment, maybe it's not smart following him. But whatever. That's that's how it goes for these people. Can't discriminate. Well, now you lost your life because you didn't discriminate. How about that? doesn't quite seem like the same person who's like shedding a tear in the footage we just saw does it now an eight oh an 18 year old boy an innocent with mental health issues <laughs> fuck you looking at I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you chill yeah he seemed chill right that's what they told him that's what the girlfriend said he said yeah, he seemed chill he was fine just uh just a mental health uh, problem for him. He seems remorseful there when he goes up and spits her in the face, too. Uh, so he stabbed him in the heart. Brian! 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 I'm so sorry. Are you a Are you Go watch him. Go watch him. So Sounds like they know each other, right? Go watch him. Go watch him. Like, oh, it's that kid. They might know each other in some way, at least in passing. Yes, a sister comes. Some speculated was the girlfriend that said, "I'm sorry to like to the the black kid stabbing her boyfriend," but uh, it's the sister of the stabber that comes in. Oh, I'm sorry. Is everything okay? Uh, no, he j he stabbed. Uh, you know, he stabbed my boyfriend in the heart. But uh, you know, it's okay. Call nine one one. Oh, she did kneel down. I'll give her that much, though. She did actually sit. Not not on her knees, but she she uh, she sat down lightly there. See? Are you okay, no, Ryan? No, all right there we go that's your uh, that's your reaction uh, by your classic cold marks lover right there brought to you by pfizer all right yeah that's how it goes oh jeez, it's not it's not easy it's not easy being uh <laughs> it's not easy uh being on top uh of the world right no, yeah, no, so I think this one is actually pretty true. Uh, while while she's uh, tweeting out Black Lives Matter, he's uh, bleeding out right in front of her there. Uh, someone showed this was the funniest. The Af <laughs> African American Museum and uh, the county jail. It's the uh, same direction. Uh, who knew? All right. We've got a couple here. Let me take these real quick. Uh, Pagan Barrow, it's good to see you. Support what you like. I'll have to watch and catch a replay. Thanks, Henrik. Hail Red Ice. Thank you, Pagan Bear. Good to see you. Uh, Svantovit says paranoid, but mostly chilled youth. That's right, most, mostly chilled. Uh, not really a big issue, to be honest. Uh, it is incredible, uh, the time that we're in. Black Philip over on uh, Entropy says, Henrik, thoughts on reopening insane asylums? Yes, I know. I've, I've talked about that for some time. Like, what's going on? The only problem is uh, if they would open up, they would put us in there. So I, I, prefer, <laughs> I prefer not to. And let's hear a full comment here from Black Philip. Uh, it's been 40 years since boomer hero Reagan shut it down because of normie fiscal conservatism. Now we are paying the price. We have to go back again. Yeah, I mean, same thing happened in most European countries. Uh, this was commonplace. What uh, uh, interestingly, many in many smaller towns, even 
some of the mental asylums was like some of the night not that they were like nice and vibey inside but like on the exterior some of the nicest beautiful architecture you could find in some towns it's, it's pretty crazy but they, they used to have large facilities for this uh you know well-oiled machines and, and yes there were some bad things happened there and uh, you know new techniques came along and you know, electroshock and all kinds of things. like it's not that it was good or whatever but it, the idea right of like they're mentally insane people let's get them off the street now it's like they I, I think what they've opted for for is the chemical kind of lobotomization of sorts and of course in some cases when you do take meds you become crazy there are some people that are in need of certain you know medications it's just what it is and if they don't take it they, they go nuts whatever to suppress those kinds of things and for some reason they it's probably that they opted you could argue well you could you know have them in this insane asylum but still drug them or whatever right but there it was it's, it's expensive it's a cut government spending cut everything right um got to bring in the migrants to pay for that instead but yeah i i think it, the idea of bringing them back sounds good but i just know it's kind of like using the military to crack down on you know like violent gang crime in sweden it's like well okay sure what what can they do the government in one way they're losing control but they'll use it as as an excuse to normalize military presence on our streets and then eventually when you have you know enough opposition on the right or na the, within nationalist uh, scene you use the military against them that's what i think they'll do uh thank you blackfield appreciate that okay so we had this so speaking of this right that whole kind of that whole well, I mean, as uh, uh, as Scott Adams would say, right? Just just get the hell away from from black people, right? They, they've been they've been programmed like a golem by uh, you know interests in the media and uh, within the political sphere, uh, like some kind of uh, yeah, like a golem essentially uh, to be uh, turned as a weapon, right, against uh, primarily white people. That's just what it is. Uh, but there's this theory, and I didn't actually hear the whole clip yet but i saw a couple of channels uh linked it up uh regarding well what can we do right it's just all, all we need is to uh it's alex jones talking about how basically all all blacks need is christianity let's see if you agree with this again i haven't listened to the whole clip yet it, it's somewhat short but anyway uh let, let's see what he let's see what he says about this and see see if you agree here and then we are here promoting a americana renaissance christian revolution to be christ-like the most successful settlements in Africa are where blacks have adopted Christianity. Incredibly so. You, you go to Africa, you get black people to become Christian and actually follow it, they're just as successful as European. Europeans were living in caves and huts and killing each other until they got Christianity, just like Africans. We acted just like Africans today. You can go, look at those savages. Well, we were until we got Jesus. Really? <clears throat> is that uh, is that true? Let me let me counter that with a with a meme, uh, if if I may. <laughs> I don't know. Is have you heard of have you heard of Greece? Have you heard of Rome? Uh, have you heard of you know some of the ancient civilizations in the, in, the, in the Middle East region? And, and you know, yes, technically some of these were in Africa, right? Yeah, like like Egypt and you know some of these others. Uh, but I mean, that was that was you know look at look at some of the haplogroups uh, down there of who uh, who built that. And uh, <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, no. Uh, look, you might agree with that, but I just, I don't think that's realistic. Uh, okay, it's not. It's, it's folk first. It's, it's, uh, it's race before religion. 
Uh, and I have no problem with Christians. If you want to be a Christian and you're pro-white, uh, I'm perfectly fine with you. So it's not to shit on Christianity, but just to shit on the idea that it, it's always some external thing that we can just adopt to fix the situation. Uh, and I just don't think that's true because I think we're different. We're, we're just different. We have different properties. Uh, and to say that, uh, you know, uh, Germanic people came up with nothing or whatever, like it's, it's obviously, you know, wrong. I mean, like Vikings discovered America. I mean, you had uh, a- ancient civilization uh, building incredible things uh, from, from the architecture to the technology to the way uh, they ran their societies, even in Norse society with like, you know, actually going away, ironically, you know, going away from these most hardcore kind of top-down uh, decision-making. Like you had the Ting, you know, in like Icelandic, Norse societies and stuff like that too, where you had, you know, representatives. It wasn't just that you were a, a serf. They had slaves, they had serfs too, of course. But like, if you were part of the ethnic group, they brought in slaves like like all the other civilizations did. But if you uh, were part of the group, you had you had representation, right? Anyway, things like that. I just, I just don't agree. You might, but <laughs> I, just, I just don't, uh, which we come back to. In Ireland, it was actually, this was funny. Uh, I think this is in Ireland, or the couple was in Ireland. I forget what the this website is is uh, out of, uh, but someone found some interesting um, what was it, a repetition in some of the stock photographs that were used by by various uh, campaigns or advertisements, right? And so to tying that together with what uh, Alex Jones just said, right? Uh, Christian Mingle connects you with so many blah blah blah. Two hearts, one faith. Christian Mingle, and then. So- <laughs> And then someone found uh, this couple sure gets around. There's Belfast Telegraph. This week, the Belfast Telegraph looks at housing in Northern Ireland and asks, will the affordable housing void ever be filled? Read about this and more. And it's like, really? This, is this only the only stock photograph they have over there? Anyway, Drake can present it as well, right? Make your choice. Anyway, that's just what it is, right? Uh, so speaking of like, you know, redistribution and these kinds of things, I want to focus on the money thing a little bit. Well, it's just, you know, they don't have, it, they don't have money. That's the, re- there's always something else, right? It's never, uh, it's never just because there are differences or, or for, or even that some of these people would just do better kind of in among their own, uh, you know, with their own. And that, not that that always solves the situation, of course, but man, just having this pressure of these different competing groups on top of like all the issues that we already have. Uh, nah, I think that's a great idea to be honest. Uh, but let me show you this here. Uh, where to go here? Yeah, here's uh, an employee. He's a black person taking cash out of a register uh, when he gets help from the employee as well. Check this out. This might be the most insane act of kindness of all time. As this man drives up a kindness mcdonald's drive-thru he pulls out something unexpected out of his car comes a tray full of various bills and the man surprisingly begins to fill the cash register with money as he eagerly gives away the legal tender to the restaurant an employee that sees what is happening walks over <laughs> do you see they're running backwards and begins to help him organize all the cash finally closing <laughs> the cash register for safekeeping subscribe if you think he did the right thing see, this I might was, be the that was kind of funny actually <laughs> It's an act of kindness, folks. Just take the money. And it, and it goes back to the commie stuff we talked about. I remember this clip from with Michael Moore. Remember this? This is like years ago. He's, I don't even think the kids out there know who Michael Moore is, right? But this commie, just like, there's, a, there's tons of cash out there. It's just not in your hands. And if it was in your hands, uh, everything would be better, right? Kind of thing. We just need to give, we just need to give them more cash, more, just more uh, subsidies, more welfare, uh, more socialism. Uh, which of course means take things take things from white people. Anyway, listen to what he uh, 
Listen here. America is not broke. Not by a long shot. The country is awash in wealth and cash. It's just that it's not in your hands. <laughs> that, that's it, right? And of course, we, I mean, it's like, and he, you know, Michael Moore, he's like, well, I'm just, I'm just talking about the rich. Oh, you mean the, the, the one percent of the one percent or whatever? Uh, no, no, take things from white people. It's not Michael Moore written this, but this is the the general attitude, right, within the uh, uh, his his political flank. You know, uh, no, no, we need to just we need to attack normal society, traditional society. We need to take all their stuff because they're they're wealthy. You see, uh, strip the middle class while he's talking about like the working class. While the today's working class uh, operates from a point of view of like, let's just bring in diversity, and, <laughs> and then let's also at the same time as we bring in diversity, we'll attack white people with it, and then we'll have advancing technology by the uh, capitalists, right? Uh, that basically uh, will ensure that all these jobs that these people are coming in to to supposedly fulfill doesn't even exist anymore. I, I have a clip on that later too. Uh, they they took our gerbs is is basically it's like uh, they took our gerbs. Uh, it's not really the way South Park depicted it. There's one more clip here. What is he? He talk yeah he talks about the job situation. Let me let me play a bit more here. Around five five minutes. The fat slob Michael Moore. I have nothing more than a high school education. Governor Walker. Well, you know, speaking of the title down here, uh, America's broke now because, uh, what, $33 trillion in debt? How, do you, how are you going to get out of this one? Uh, and we know uh, the, the Federal Reserve and some of these other people behind that. We, we know who did it, Michael Moore, but never, we'll never bring that up. Back when I was in school, every student had to take one semester of economics in order to graduate. And here's what I learned. Money doesn't grow on trees. Oh wow! Insightful, but we can. But it's out there, though. So you can just take. You can just, you know, in in an, in a random act of ca- kindness, you can just you can just let people loot and steal however much they want because it's that's really zero, really re- uh, reparations, right? <laughs> Unless it's a palm tree. <laughs> When we make things, it grows when we have good jobs with good wages that we use to buy the things we need. And guess what? That creates more jobs. More gerbs. They turkin' our gerbs. I mean, I agree with him in one way. Like, yes, okay, you know, traditional like left-wing activism and stuff. But all of the, this is years ago. This is 12 years ago. All all this has just gone out the window and it's replaced. Now it's like modern monetary theory and automation and just like UBI. You know, I mean, it's not like, you know, uh, merge herbs. You know, that's not even there anymore. But it's fascinating that they used all those arguments, right, to, to, to cement this ideology in there. Uh, like people like, uh, you know, poor Ryan there, Comrade Ryan. Uh, who got uh, who got uh, reparationed recently? Grows when we provide an outstanding educational system. 
an educational system that then grows a new generation of inventors, entrepreneurs, artists, scientists, thinkers. Rockets, rocket scientists, engineers, entrepreneurs. Uh, this is what uh, the left wing have, uh, <clears throat> have uh, you know, advocated for. They, they, they've blown the gates wide open to bring in all these uh, uh, entrepreneurs uh, into our countries, into our Western civilization. It's uh, it's amazing. Uh, it, it got all it got all turned around. Lars uh, back with an uh, with an air rather says uh, regarding the libtard who got physically diversified. I think leftists like him demonstrate an age-old human trait, sacrificing oneself for a cause, whether it's in the trenches against hopeless odds, a spiteful rejection of one religion for another. Yeah, it's, um, I, I agree. One more here from Losh. Uh, regarding the black man slash white woman propaganda you showed from Ireland, I saw an example of that on a TV screen in a shopping mall today. Took a photo of it. Seems like there's no escape. Was it exactly that one, or was it... I'm not sure where you're... I, I don't think you're in Ireland, but, you know, you, you could... Look, there's some stock footage they just use over and over, so it's definitely possible. Uh, no, it's—I mean, it's ubiquitous. It, it's just—it's just nonstop, right? It's to get uh, uh, white girls, white women to uh, to fold. You know, they fold to the uh, mostly, most not all, but you know, generally uh, popular pressure, uh, the peer pressure, kind of around them. What what's what does what I do? I need to do to fit into society. What do I need to do to be liked so that my offspring will have success? It's just like hard coded in there for the most part. Uh, so that's why they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to bypass, uh, you know, those normal instinct would be say, well, you know, maybe I want uh, children that actually looks like me, uh, for example. Of course, some escape that and some break out of that. Luckily, uh, you know. And, and so speaking of this, you know, with the the uh, t- stealing stuff, taking stuff, we didn't show the footage uh, out of Philly yet. Let me see if I can find that here. Yeah, I kept that in here. Yeah, here it is. Here's a perfect example, right? Reparations. Uh, and I guess Alex's point would be, well, we just have to, I guess we just have to sufficiently make these people Christian and then this will stop. <clears throat> Do you think that's true? Now, if you pay attention there, too, of course, uh, it says uh, spirits uh, on top of the... It's reversed, all right. But, uh, yeah, this is meatball. Let me see if we can get a clear... Can we get a clear shot of that? Uh, Fin, fine, wine, and spirits, I think it says, or something like that. No, good spirits. There you go. Fine, wine, and good spirits. Everybody must eat. Uh, that is uh, going into the uh, liquor store, getting some booze. Anyway, this is Meatball. Meat Meatball, everybody. Uh, apparently, she was arrested after this. There was some, uh, I think, arrest worn out for her or something like that. She was part of, like, incitement. I'm not sure. If it was not only related to these kinds of videos, right? There's one more, and I think that's her as well in this. It, it's so bad that even Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks covered this clip, and they were all upset because, like, basically, it's like, well, it makes... <laughs> It makes black people look bad. I mean, that was the gist of the argument kind of thing. And it's like, it's so bad, they've been there fed. It's almost like this. This is, 
was the RB, uh, Chenk Yogurt joined in and said, this is like bad for our argument. Seeing stuff like this is just uh, ammunition that our opposition can use to point, you know, to the fact that like this is clearly clearly not working because otherwise, if we just, if it just wasn't for meatball, diversity would, would just be wonderful. It'd be, it'd be a, a, a stunning success. Go Go yeah, meatball's Go back. Apple store here. So, of course, we had uh, the usual suspects defending this kind of uh, looting, uh, reparations looting, AOC. And so they go out and they need to feed their child. Yes. And they don't have money. So you maybe have to, you're, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. There's more, I think there's more from Meatball here too in the clip. feels like Weimar or Zimbabwe, but it's not. <laughs> it's America, uh, which is now why America? How about that? Thanks, Tucker. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, you can just, uh, you know, just uh, just defend it. It's uh, definitely no problem. Uh, and check out this, too. This is you can't make it up to like the, the secession of how quickly all these things are happening because uh, we get a well, we have that. Do we have that later? I guess we could play that later. It ties into this, obviously, but like the technology and stuff like that of like where this is going. I almost have to play it now. Didn't I have it in the order? Yeah, have to, we have to play it now to, to show you where this is going, right? The Atlantic. Remember they told, you know, like, what, the Appalachian working class, you know, mine worker or whatever. Well, you know, learn to code, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, now AI is showing up, right? Uh, all this new technology, automation, all these things. Uh, it's so bad. So even the Atlantic was like, so much for learn to code. Uh, in the age of AI, computer science is no longer the safe major. That's right. Nothing is safe. Why? Because uh, where, where we're going, there is no roads. Uh, anything, or rather everything, is uh, is unknown. And uh, there's uh, variables we can't even uh, comprehend yet uh, of shit that's going to start happening. Not just because of technology, because of other you know, political uncertainty, financial uncertainty. Uh, but at the end of the day, it might not be a might not be a bad thing. We might we might just have to rip that bandaid off actually to get to get somewhere, right? Uh, but anyway, there was a perfect it was, a, and I couldn't find it afterwards, and it's so aggravating. I, I got to learn to just save some of these clips immediately. Someone had taken the South Park, uh, you know, commentary, or like the the narration from there. They they took our gerbs. Uh, with uh, Amazon robots going around, you know, pick, like picking everything, or they're like they have some system. I've, we've played clips of them in the UK having these baskets, and it's basically like a grocery delivery service of sorts, right? It packs all these different things. Uh, so now they're wheeling this out in places like Chipotle. Uh, they're testing an automation ro- robot there, automation, uh, in order to make their burrito bowls and salads. But wait a minute, I thought all the Spicy enrichment and diversity is uh, meant to do these kinds of jobs in these types of positions because, well, lazy white people don't want to do them.
Okay, so the company is uh, parting with Hyphen, a startup trying to automate restaurant kitchens. This is a matter of time before this is like everywhere. Not that you want to sh eat this shit anyway, but you know. The tech would only be used for digital orders, dispensing the correct ingredients under the digital make line. And it's like, oh no, it's just for these types of orders, but you know, that, that'll last long, right? They want to reduce menial tasks for its workers and make the job safer and less repetitive. Yes, because of course, making a burrito bowl is uh, tremendously uh, dangerous. It's a, it's a high-risk uh, job, ladies and gentlemen. The fast casual chain has also been testing robots to make tortilla chips, chips and guacamole. Or is it guacamole? Chipotle has been a Wall Street darling in 2023, with shares surging 35% year-to-date. There you go, see? Invest in your robotics. Man, I wish I had that uh, Amazon clip. It was actually kind of funny. Uh, can of worms opener, says Ryan Dawson and Jeremy McKenzie are hilarious and informative. Uh, yes, we, we like them both. Both are good uh, good guys. We have uh, had them on the show many times. Shout out to Ryan and uh, Jeremy. All right. So, speaking of New York then, check this out. Here's migrant hotels. Uh, that apparently have their own entire security team. And actually, we don't really know, but presumably these are uh, government agencies that are setting up these perimeter like, protection systems for these, you know, uh, well, refugee resettlement, uh, the, the asylum shelters, they call it, right? But for the most part, uh, it has been just uh, people straight off the, um, off the boat, so to speak, uh, that go to these kinds of places. Now, coincidentally, a lot of cities uh, like New York, but even uh, I think it was Philadelphia I read recently, are starting to hand out flyers, like both at the border. They're even doing it in certain South American countries now. Uh, they're doing it in New York and so forth, uh, leaving flyers in various places to tell these refugees and asylum seekers, uh, illegal migrants that are pouring in. Uh, there's no jobs here for you. Uh, we can't take care of you. Please go somewhere else. Basically, like go go to a blue state because we can't take care of you. And they've started that information war. It's kind of funny when like the whole that whole poli political establishment have been. I mean, at the at the bare bones minimum, they've said nothing, uh, nothing about it. But in many regards, they've actively advocated for uh, the open borders. You know these. Uh, you know, Democrats in those types of cities, right? Uh, so anyway, check this out. It's it's interesting how much protection they get. In the beginning, you hear it real fast, but he says, oh, it's a shelter in the beginning. One of the security guards. Yo, what is it, though? Oh, it's a shelter. Oh, good looking. It's a shelter, man. Pete, you heard? You're not supposed to do that. Excuse me? You're not supposed to film there. You. You're not supposed to film there. What is this? I don't know. You're not, you're not, you don't have right to do this. I don't have the okay. right to do what? Yes, you don't have right to film in here. That's what I'm telling you. What is this over here? And who are you? Okay. You want to know who I am? Please, sir. You're not, you don't have right to film here. I'm talking to you right now. You don't have right to film here. Can you please? Who are you? I don't know. Bro, Who we're are in you? the building. They don't want nobody out here. They don't want nobody where? They're standing in front of the building Please. with a camera. Okay, oh, y'all bugger. And you really no, want to be recording, bro? You bugger. All right, you wait. You yo, wait. yo, why are you surrounding me? Why are you surrounding me? You, you wait. Oh, you wait. now you want me to wait? No, no, you wait. What's up, yo? What's up? Migrants protecting migrants. Relax, relax. Yo, why are you surrounding me? What's up, yo? Relax, relax. You can talk to NYPD. Talk to who? I don't talk to popos, nigga. I'm not a snitch. Turn around, nigga. You go talk to them. Turn around, nigga. Stop playing with me. Around, Look at nigga. this one. Look at this bird. Look at this yo, who are you? Bro, are you on my property? <laughs> oh, your property? I'm on my property. Yo, stop playing with me, yo. Oh, dude, don't you realize he's trying to bait you? Let him. I'm about to knock him the f out. That's what I'm about to do. If they don't move back, what the f is all y'all niggas doing, bro? 
especially you, bro. Who the fuck you think you are? Huh? You don't come to the sidewalk and talk to me like that, nigga. You hear me? You hear me? Make this the last time you approach a member of the public giving them orders on the fucking sidewalk, nigga. Stick to your job. This is our job to tell you to move. You don't tell me to fucking move, nigga. I don't go by... They took our gerbs. Who are you? These nigga? are our gerbs. Who are you? Protect the migrants. Your job is inside, nigga, not outside, bro. <laughs> Who? Security. What security, nigga? Well, look at you. Look at the cop right here, nigga. What's your name and badge number, brother? I don't know how to read. Right here. What is it? You're filming it. What is it? It's right here. Say it out for the people, bro. 7807. Name. Wasso. Thank you very much. There you go. Now you keep it moving and don't fuck with me, nigga, before I knock you the fuck out, nigga. Fuck is wrong with y'all niggas, man? This is a sidewalk. I don't know what this is. I don't know who you are. You don't come outside and give me orders, nigga. All right? And I'm still here. And you came to and gave me an order. And why? Well, you still here. Everybody, there you go. You getting orders. Get your west inside, bro. Don't come to the sidewalk giving members of the public orders. I don't know what happens after that. It was only two minutes of that. But, uh, yeah, that's apparently a, a, a sh migrant shelter. Uh, in uh, New York City, getting special protection. Who knew? Fascinating how that works, isn't it? Uh, so these are all the uh, these are all the engineers and uh, rocket scientists that uh, Michael Moore was talking about. They're coming in. They need special protection because they're going to build uh, the very robots that will uh, replace replace you. You see, uh, the boom man here says, uh, "Tell a Jewish acquaintance the following joke: uh, quote, Why do Jews make such good lampshades?" Because they're so thin-skinned, unquote. If they get mad, you can say, "See what I mean?" Well, that that was uh, so. That was they did. Uh, I, I get it's funny, but uh, they did um, what scientific uh, work on that later on, right? DNA test, and it turns out it was uh, goat uh, goat skin. Uh, was that one of the early ones that were exposed? Uh, did we pl we played the we played the one, didn't we? The, uh, the 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 sausage one, right? Here's another. Uh, I think we played this last week. Man, I can't remember. There's so many of these. Check this one on here. Here's a, here's a rich one too for you. The, and then the, the 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 flesh, you know, they were sometimes you know when they burn after if they were not burned they will uh, use it for uh, to make sausages and to make you know polony that they were giving us at night to eat. Yeah, it's the uh, Showa Foundation. Steven Spielberg uh, especially directed that uh, uh, those pieces. Uh, they made bologna apparently. Uh, totally, totally no questions uh, <clears throat> that you can ask about that. Dog, Dog Whistler says, uh, thank you, the boom man, too. Dog Whistler says, uh, so today I had to go to court. Oh, shit. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, that's a whole story in and, of, in and of itself, but the courthouse here in Chicago. <laughs> I was next to a police station. I swear to God, driving into the parking lot felt like I was in the United Nations driving into a refugee camp. Yeah, I, I, yes, it's, it is, it's bad. Uh, it's it's so bad that, and that's my point, right? It's so bad that the leftists are like, "Whoa, slow down! This is like it, it's it's just going to crash our civilization that much quicker. Uh, it will be a disaster, uh, in fact." <laughs> but you know, if that's that's the route to, the route they want to go. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's for the better. Who knows? Now over to Europe as as we bring in the rocket scientists and the uh, you know the uh, engineers. The doctors, etc. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Dutch ship crew threatened by migrants after rescue off the coast of Morocco. Really interesting. Migrants rescued off the coast of Morocco by Dutch ship from the Varun Varun shipping company based in Breda. 
turn against the ship's crew earlier this week. Some of them were later arrested by local police of Fuerteventura, one of the Canary Islands. This was reported by Vroon Offshore Services on Thursday following coverage in several media outlets. According to Spanish media, nine migrants have been arrested on suspicion of piracy. It's funny how it's like, the, but the illegal act of bringing in these, like the, the what was it? Uh, was it Salvini? Yeah, there was Salvini. There was there was threatened with uh, charges of human trafficking because he didn't let some of these migrant ships in, which of course is a total reversal of the situation, right? But it's funny how legality can be completely out of the picture, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it comes in. I mean, g- good, right? They need it, but will they be deported? Are you go- are you going to kick them out? Probably not, to be honest. Uh, the company reported that the offshore, they put them in jail, give them meals, let them exercise, you know, work out, you get access to certain things. You'll basically be in there and train, get trained uh, in, in how to hate Europeans properly. Maybe they'll turn to Islam. Maybe they are Islamic already or whatever. Uh, and then, well, Morocco, right? Yeah, they, they are. Uh, so they'll they'll join the Prislam gangs uh, in, in these European prisons, and then they'll come out fitter, more rested, ready to uh, ready to uh, to to rape and, and to pillage and to to slash up some Europeans. The company reported that the offshore supply ship VOS Pace sailing on a Dutch flag responded to a distress call from migrants. Why is it still that that they're legally li- you know held liable if they don't uh, uh, get the uh, take the call? Anyway, uh, from the migrants of the of Morocco coast late Monday into Tuesday, the crew rescued 79 migrants from two small boats. Now, it was apparently over the destination. Uh, that was one of the issues, I believe. They were like, eh, we don't want to go there, so you better do what we tell you. We want to go to, uh, who knows, we want to go to U- UK or whatever it was. Uh, but it's fascinating how, <laughs> let's save them, and then like they draw knives on you and threaten you. <laughs> threaten you. you You can't make this shit up. What do they, what do they feel, some of these people who, who are in these... Uh, some of these uh, vessels, right? Some of these ships. And in some cases, of course, it's it's unrelated ships. It's not specifically NGO ships. Uh, but in many cases, there are. Uh, they get threatened, and uh, yeah, they just they go right back out, and they do it all over again. Poland and Hungary clash with EU over migration reform. This is uh, some pushback, at least, from, from Poland and uh, Hungary, which is always good to see. Uh, not ideal, they can do more, but the, uh, in their own little way, they're trying. A furious row over planned changes to Europe's migration rules overshadowed an EU summit Friday. Although supporters of the reform vowed opposition from Poland and Hungary would not derail it. The Polish and Hungarian leaders did prevent the leaders from including migration in a joint statement of the summit's conclusions. Good. Forcing the meeting to end on a sour note of division. But European Council President Charles Michel issued a separate statement about asylum policy and border protection in his own name. What, what border protection? It's like we have, we have to keep bringing these people in. What border protection? And the French and German leaders said the legislative process would continue as planned. They just railroad uh, these other EU members if they, if they uh, object. The most important thing is that our interior ministers achieved a few weeks ago with the agreement on crisis regulation, because that is what is really relevant in political terms, said Spain's communist prime minister, Pedro Sanchez, uh, who hosted the summit, dismissing concerns about the clash. But the gathering in the southern city of Granada did hand Polish prime minister Mateusz Morawiecki 
who is facing a general election this week, and Hungary's Viktor Orban, a stage onto which brandish their populist credentials for their domestic audiences. Well, good. They need to, can't they inflict uh, or, or enforce some of that on the EU scene as well? Would be good. Uh, I officially reject the entire paragraph of the summit conclusions regarding migration, Morovechki said, uh, posted on social media as the summit came to an end. Earlier, Orban outraged uh, or courted outrage by comparing the EU's forcing through of migration legislation, which was approved by a majority of member states, to Hungary being legally raped. Well, that's that's absolutely true, though, right? France's President Emmanuel Macron said that although their opposition had blocked any mention of migration in the final declaration, it would have no effect on the... Yeah, of course. Ah, it, it just will keep going anyway. It'll have no effect on us. Don't worry about it. Will have no effect on the proposed bill, which was approved by outlined, uh, in outline by member states on Wednesday. The text has caused disagreements between several member states. It's amazing that we're this late in the game and these goddamn idiots are pushing... They keep pushing the same issues over and over. Like, when is it... When, when have they finally had enough... What's the end point of this? Where's the, is this a, you realize there is no end point. There's no, there is no, you know, destination of sorts. Well, I mean, white erasure, I guess, but you know what I mean? It's like, when are we diverse enough? When, when have we helped enough? Even, you know, um, Su, Suel, what was his name again? Um, Suel, Suelen, was that what her name was? Uh, Elderman, man, what was her name again? Um, Braverman, right? Yeah, Suela Braverman, that's right. Talked about a hurricane of immigration and, and how it's impossible. She's of like Indian descent. It's impossible for us to take in the rest of the world. But these goddamn countries like France and Germany, Macron, uh, you know, they'll keep trying. Member states, he added, had agreed to strengthen joint action regarding transit countries and countries of origin. Migration surged to the top of Brussels' agenda after thousands of asylum seekers landed on the Italian island of Lampedusa, highlighting the urgency of consolidating a unified European response. Well, that's just, it's <laughs> deport, stop the, you know, stop the boats, deport the migrants. That's all. It's not hard. It's not hard at all. It's very easy, actually. On Thursday, leaders from across the continent had met under the auspices of the European political community, uh, a forum to develop a joint geopolitical strategy. This is just hopeless, hopeless with these big institutions to do anything. Uh, but Spain, which hosted both meetings, failed to put the crisis on the agenda of that summit, frustrating several members, notably Italy and Britain, who convened a side meeting on the issues. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway, it goes on. Uh, at least you have some pushback from Poland and the EU. And ironically, again, we get a uh, we get a, uh, a brown country. Let me go back here uh, to do it uh, to do it right. Pakistan orders illegal immigrants including 1.73 million Afghans to leave. <laughs> they just, they don't give it no, sh no shits about this stuff. Uh, it is pretty crazy that, uh, that they're just, they're just doing it. And it's not really, yeah, it's news, but it's not like, what do we, they're racists in Pakistan. I mean, that's, that's not the he headline. It was like, if this was Reuters and it was like Sweden doing this, which could be hopefully soon a, a pretty strong, possibility of like those who have not uh, don't have citizenship or uh, you know at least the illegals right we've, we've we've reworked our asylum policy which they're talking about right now we'll, we'll cover that in a moment here and and if those changes are actually implemented and that legal uh, you know change comes into effect 
Reuters, the AP, Yahoo News, CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, all these outlets will like this is the Sweden is now a Nazi country. They're doing ethnic cleansing and stuff. Pakistan does it. No problem. Pretty crazy. So good for Pak, good for them, good for Pakistan. Pakistan on Tuesday ordered all illegal immigrants, including 1.73 million Afghan nationals, to leave the country or face expulsion. So leave the country or we'll make you leave the country. <laughs> After revealing that 14 of 24 suicide bombings in the country this year were carried out by Afghan nationals, uh, there's um, what there's probably probably more bombings than that in Sweden right now by like. Uh, the Kurdish gangs there and all the uh, the gang warfare going on there uh, by migrants, not Swedes doing that. On that basis alone, that's not just taking into you know the uh, the rapes, the the humiliation, crime, the 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 petty little you know in comparison, right? It's still problems, but uh, the, the the oh the petty little uh, random assaults and murders that also happen now in Sweden. It was not immediately clear how Pakistan authorities could ensure the illegals immigrants leave. Well. Uh, Yahoo News, it's called force, okay? It's called uh, getting, uh, you know, pass, passing a, a, a rule, what would the mandate, what would the right term be here? And just having a certain law enforcement or even military authorized to uh, enforce uh, that legal change. Uh, or how they could find, find them to expel them. Uh, that would be technically pretty pretty easy, right? Uh, you'd uh, you'd have to ask uh, ask them for papers. <laughs> That's basically what you have to do. And again, if if uh, Pakistan would have to have, have done that, there, there'll be no there'll be no news uh, articles uh, about uh, what time period that echoes. It's only they look at that ch- ch- chart, right? The what's the cartoon called? Uh, the, the grading, right? Of, of the uh, skin tone. And if it gets sufficiently white, then you get certain historical parallels. But if they're brown enough, you get a pass. You can do essentially whatever you want. Uh, and Israel, of course, right? Israel could do that too. Uh, they can shoot and kill refugees, uh, but not really a big deal. Uh, Israel have a right to defend themselves. Islamabad's announcement marks a new low in its relations with Kabul that deteriorated after the border clashes between the South Asian neighbors last month. See, they're neighboring countries. This would be like Norwegians pouring over into Sweden, and we're like, we're going to deport your ass. <laughs> like, that would be a problem. We have given them a November 1 deadline, said Interior Minister Safra Bukti, adding that all illegal immigrants should leave voluntarily or face forcible expulsion after that date. Holy shit. Smash with, smash with, That's how you do it right there. We got a new role model, ladies and gentlemen. Pakistan, based Pakistan. Uh, this is how you do it right there. It's funny though, with like how many Pakis is there in uh, Britain right now? Bukti said some 1.73 million Afghan nationals in Pakistan had no legal documents to stay. So that's how you do it. Show me your pa- papers, please. Papieren bitte. Schnell. That's all you have to do. Uh, adding a total of 4.4 million Afghan refugees lived in Pakistan. Uh, and then, of course, through. That's the other thing, right? Then through those countries, they come to the West. They come to Europe, stuff like that. Um, there are no two options that we... Uh, there are no two options that we are attacked from within Afghanistan and Afghan nationals are, are involved in attacking us, he said. We have evidence. Well, we kind of do in our countries too, don't we? Don't we have evidence that we're being attacked? Islamabad has received the largest influx of Afghan refugees since the Soviet invasion of Kabul. 
In 1979, Bukti was speaking in Islamabad after civil and military leaders met the Prime Minister and Army, uh, and Army Chief to discuss law and order after a recent spate of militant attacks. This entirely, almost 100% mimics what's happening in Sweden right, right, right now, right? With, with meeting um, military for proposal, how do we deal with the gang crime? And of course, when they say gang crime, that's a euphemism for migrant, uh, migrant crime. Uh, yes, certain gangs, which comprised of migrants, are worse than others, but generally, right, that's the uh, that's what's going on. The violence has seen an unusual uptick since local Taliban militias, known as Tariq-e-Taliban Pakistan, the TTP, an umbrella group of hardlined Sunni Islamists militants, revoked a ceasefire with the government late last year. The TTP wants to overthrow the Pakistani government to replace it with its strict l rule under Islamic law. Uh, two suicide bombings targeted religious gatherings in Pakistan last week, killing at least 57 people. Uh, the TTP denied involvement. Interesting. Bukti said that one of the suicide bombers had been identified as an Afghan national. And anyway, it goes on from there. But uh, So that's what they're doing. They're uh, taking matters uh, into uh, uh, their own hands, and they're just dealing with it. Uh, Der Shurisker on uh, Odyssey this, says, uh, Our enemies will always keep trying. It's our duty to resist. Uh, hey, brother, across the sea, what future for you and me? That's right. It is our duty to resist. Thank you, uh, Der Shurisker. Appreciate that. Uh, Dog Whistler says, Apologize, uh, I arrived late if you already talked about it, but uh, you see Biden is finally going to crack down and deport migrants seeking asylum. I mean, fascinating when they want to deport asylum seekers uh, uh, and can still do it. Hmm, let me see. I did not see this yet. I think this goes hand in hand. Tonight, we'll play this here in a second. I think it goes hand in hand uh, with the general situation of it's 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 too. And thank you, Dog Whistler, for that. By the way, I appreciate the link and, and the support. It's too it's too much too fast. And ironically, I have a, I have a clip here in a little bit too of of showing that it's really for the longest time it's been you know conservatives. Right, the Conservative Party in various Western countries that are keeping keeping this 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 malaise in place, that this this like nothing ever happens kind of thing. That they're that they're they're preventing there from being a reaction to something. Right, it's kind of like when I don't know, you know, Sargon of Akkad tries to warn that's like, oh, the left is moving too fast, and he's not because he's really concerned with the left. Uh, uh, you know, Constantine Kissin is another one, right? Oh, it's what I'm afraid of is the reaction to what they're doing. And I think that's what's going on here. I, again, I haven't heard this, but... Um, oh, it's the... Okay, now I see what... Okay, I see what you're doing, dog. So this is the Germans, the story of the Germans. Okay, all right, okay. I, I'm, I'm misunderstood. I should have read the headline first. Uh, being a little facetious there. Yes, so they're cracking down on that. Okay, I thought so, because that would be a little too much, maybe even for Biden. But you've seen... But the point is... One of the reasons I think Sweden is doing it is because it's like it's 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 disproving their multicultural, you know, rainbow utopia that they had planned for us. And it's getting so bad that people are waking up. Now, this is not a case in point on that. Uh, the point still stands so in terms of like how it's conservative standing in the way. And we have a clip on that here in a moment, too. Let's play this one first. But, yeah, I heard about this. Uh, basically, they can t if you're white, it, it's it's hardcore, uh, you know, law for you it's deportation there's other of these examples too where germans have like fled they would home they want to homeschool they're fleeing germany 
uh, they're going to the U.S. and stuff, and immediately they're not allowed to seek asylum. They can't do it. You've seen some in, in the opposite direction too, right? There's white people from America, or in some cases like South South Africa, right, going to European countries. No, you you don't you, you don't stand a chance. Let's listen to this. So we get the full context here. Uh, but six tonight, an East Tennessee family may be forced to leave the country. Originally ah, yeah. from Germany, go. they settled in Morristown almost 15 years ago. Tennis reporter Vanessa Simon. Shit, see, I, I saw this. I just didn't realize they had been in the country that long. Holy shit. I thought it was like, oh, they just arrived like last year or something. Newsroom to explain why the federal government says the family must return to Germany. Vinay? Robin John, they moved to the U.S. in 2008 because German laws don't let parents homeschool their children. There it is. Uwe Romanka says the schools in Germany were teaching an anti-Christian sentiment. So not even there he goes. All right, not even the Christ, not even the re religious freedom thing, they can upkeep. It, it's incredible, isn't it? Holy shit! On the keys, Uwe Romica knows what's next. He's mastered the notes, practiced the songs. <laughs> this is uh, this is not the kind of migrant you want, uh, America. <laughs> he's probably a rocket scientist in his pastime too, by the way. <laughs> the piano player at Carson Newman has a family of nine, seven children. We started homeschooling our children in 2006. Their future is uncertain. Look at those goddamn fa look at those goddamn Nazis. Is uncertain. Looks quite impossible. Uwe says the German government fined him and his wife for homeschooling their children. They fled to Morristown in 2008 seeking asylum. Their argument was we've got a well-founded fear of persecution by Germany because we're in this particular social category of homeschoolers. Kevin Bowden and the Homeschool Legal Defense Association helped the Romaikas fight in court. An appeals court ruled against their asylum. They have not shown that Germany's enforcement of its general school attendance law amounts to persecution against them, the uh. judge wrote. And they're here with the approval of the U.S. government, but without permanent residency. Uwe says immigration agents asked him and his family to get German passports ready to self-deport. You know, we will be faced the same situation, same kind of persecution. Two of his children are married to American citizens. Two others were born here. He says the hardest care. part is not knowing what's care. next. We don't have any place to live there. Uh, I don't have any work to provide for my family over there. Now, the Romaikas have stayed here since that ruling through an understanding with ICE. They're required to check in with immigration agents every six months to a year. Now they say they're working with their attorneys to figure out what's next. John, Robin. Hey, thank you. Yep. There you go. Holy shit. It's crazy. Let me mute that. Yeah, and, and of course, it, and it's true, right? I mean, it's true. <clears throat> I think the, it depends on what, you know, what they mean, but the religious clause should technically work, right? But it's not that Germany uh, just targets them because they're Christians. They target them because there's certain things they want to teach their kids in school that I assume the family uh, consider to be anti-Christian. Uh, but they don't in Germany when it comes to that they just don't care. I would cover it in the uh, latest Western Warrior just to bring that in as well that they don't care what religion you are. They care over the fact like are, if you're if you're in this case German and if you don't bow down uh, to our homo education, uh, that's it. You, you're going to be uh, targeted in some kind of way. They, they shut down the Artgemeinschaft recently. Uh, they called them cult-like and racist, right? They're into like their ancient Germanic pagan roots. 
into the religion of their ancestors. And they're basically, well, you're indoctrinating your children. The Guardian was like, here's this neo-Nazi group. And then if you look, you know, at, at some of the some of the gatherings that they have and stuff, like check this out, like literally like dancing around a midsummer pole. This is the Artgemeinschaft right here. Uh, you are uh, you're a problem for the state. That, that's what it is, right? And so they have enough kind of like folkish sentiments passed down um, from their culture, part of their, yeah, part of their um, association, I guess is the best term for it. And and the German state just will not have that. Well, you're indoctrinating your ch- children to be racists and anti-Semites, and that's basically it. It's unbelievable. So they're, go- they're cracking down on everybody, and I'm not surprised over the homeschooling uh, issue as well. Um, it's like who? Wait a minute. Who's cult like? Who's like trying to s- drag kids through the global homo stuff right now and the LGBTQ programming, the anti-German, anti-white, wherever you, whatever Western country you're in? It's everywhere. It's ubiquitous. Of course, of course, these families want to do their own thing. They want to flee. They want to disconnect. They don't want anything to do with this. And see, that's not good enough. You, you walking away, doing your own thing, is now a problem for them. It's it's total lawlessness. I think it was something like 26 homes in connection to the Artgemeinschaft uh, that were raided in nighttime and stuff like that. It's it's unbelievable. But anyway, so they're targeting everybody uh, left and right, however they can, as long as you're uh, you oppose. Um, but yeah, that's it's crazy, right? No legal uh, protection, not even under the religious cause, right? Jimmy Fallon says, seriously fucked up deport- uh, deporting that German family. However, if we can revoke asylum for them, uh, it can be done for others. They just, for now, though, they will not care, right? Looking at mentally ill Ilhan Omar, for starters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you, Jimmy. Dog Whistler again says, teach your kids to celebrate nature, the harvest, the seasons, equals cult-like. That's right. Teach your kids to mutilate your private parts equals progressive parenting. 100%. That is what they're doing. We're onto their tricks. They know exactly what they're trying to do. Uh, So, of course, speaking to that, while Pakistan, you know, deports their illegal migrants, uh, no problem. Here is where some of them go. Uh, Europe under attack. Radio Genoa has been doing. I mean, they do this kind of nonstop. Like you can sit here, we could sit here all day and just play clips like this. <laughs> I mean, but it's just like it's just not. It's just disheartening. You have to show some of it, right? But then you kind of have to tie together a, a bigger picture uh, and talk about the fact that it's like this is also as this onslaught and this attack is going on. Uh, our people are are luckily waking up. Um, from this, which which is which is how we have to use it, right? It's not meant to be de- demoralizing. But you could see there all day, just play clips like this. Uh, you know, t- uh, Musk recently retweeted, reposted um, some of these videos as well from Radio Genius. So it's good. It's it's good that you know people with that kind of reach uh, it gets gets on this bandwagon, right? So so I'll take it. I don't trust Elon, but I'll take it. Some illegal migrants are rejected by Libya, but off uh, but another eight hundred thousand are ready to invade Italy and Europe. Five. 100,000 from Tunisia and 250,000 from the Balkan route. A real apocalypse. And I read earlier today, by the way, uh, that the Balkans are gearing up for another little conflict, perhaps. Hmm. Who who could possibly benefit from things being destabilized uh, while the, the Balkan countries fight each other? Uh, you'll have uh, somehow, uh, you know, 
a UN-provided safe passage through the Balkans uh, by, by people like this, just uh, swarming our borders, coming into uh, our lands. These are these are armies. I think someone said these are bigger movements of people than than like during uh, the like the, the you know movement of the German army into into other European countries or something like that. But now it's totally fine. No worries. Unprecedented. This has like never happened before. Uh, and then at the same time, that's kind of make the point I wanted to make earlier. Uh, dog whistler there before you kind of uh, th- well you threw me off, but you, you you made a good point with it uh, that there there still are, and I, I stand by that. There's still some voices that were like, whoa, whoa, no, slow this down because too many white people are waking up and they'll they're they're going to be mad and they're going to ask questions. Well, who did this to us? And they want to try to have uh, some answers here, and they're going to they're going to want to do something about this, and that's bad because that's then there will be fascists. This is what tourists see in Milan due to illegal and uncontrolled immigration. Beautiful, beautiful slide. National Geographic's. got underwear on but i'm sure they'll be coming off any moment Ugh. all right smash with, smash scott. with, smash with scott there you go good times folks this is this is worse than any <laughs> this is worse than any third world country uh but you do have opposition uh this is funny here uh in san bonifacio i think it is verona Ital- italian families take to the streets against illegal immigration who bring crime and degradation, illegal occupation of houses, drug dealing, muggings, robberies, thefts, attacks on police and citizens, rapes and violence of all kinds. This happens in Italy, uh, in all Italian cities, especially in Milan, where the situation is completely out of control. Of course, that's the most, one of the most, I think the most, the largest, most northern city, I believe, in, in uh Italy, right? Am I wrong on that? Did I look that up just for? I think I got my geography right. Uh, where the situation is completely out of control, mass deportations are needed now. Yeah, Milan is uh, capital of Lombardy, northern Italy. They want to get them as, as close as possible as so they can enter Germany, Austria, then up to Sweden, you know, over to the UK, France, these places, Germany. Have you finally had enough? Huh? When is it enough? I guess a, a little bit, but can you take a little bit more? Right, that's that's we're, we're right there, folks. In many of these cities now, uh, part of me is like you just want to leave these hellhole behinds, but then it's like good. You could still have people though, like actively just like wherever they live around, just like mass, you know, transit to these hubs when these protests are happening, and still take part and show yourself. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be very important. Uh, very important. Lars Agerbeck uh, says here. LOL, your comment on mainstream media's reaction to Sweden's new immigration laws reminds me of 2016 
When a British newspaper published a drawing of Danish stats, uh, Prime Minister, Stats Minister, literally wearing a brown shirt uniform with a swastika arm, armband. What was that? Who, which which uh, Stats Minister was that? Was that one of the female ones they had at that time, 2016? Yeah, this is the, I mean, that's all they have, right? I mean, that's at the end of the day. They can't, uh, they don't have anything else. And so finally, when people just like, you know what? We just, uh, you could call it whatever you want. We, we don't care. <laughs> this is all you, it's all, it's all you need. You know what I mean? Oh, don't call me a Nazi. Uh, Lampshade Denier over on Odyssey says, uh, did you see how Shitlib Denver is crying about getting invaders shipped to them? Was it Denver? That, see, I thought it was Philadelphia. Uh, it could have been, De maybe it's Denver and Philadelphia, but yeah, I saw something about another, let me, let me see if I can find something about that real quick. Um, thank you, Lampshed, I appreciate that. Thank you for your support as well. Uh, Mike Johnston addresses Denver's migrant crisis in CNN interview. Maybe we should take a look at that. Denver's follow New York City's lead by, here, here it is. Yes, exactly. This is what I'm talking about, the flyers, right? Someone else needs to take... This is the first the knee-jerk reaction. And it, some, someone mentioned this before, but imagine if you can have... And not that you can trust them, whatever, but imagine you could have the fervent activism of crazy leftists on your side. Right? I, I've kind of seen Sweden that way, that if you can get... If you can get that to become the main consensus of, like, deportation, send these people home, this is enough, we've had it, and when that becomes socially acceptable, you could ha you could see the majority of Swedes beginning to work in that direction. And I think that would be obviously positive, right? People lobbying uh, politics, influencing the cultural cult culture, uh, spreading the word, taking part in the information war, being activists, being out on the streets, working and pushing in that direction, and our effort to normalize uh, the policies of mass re repatriation and deportation uh it's very it's very probable that you could see something of that nature within within a few years in sweden i i've said that from the start you know what i mean but it remains to be seen it could be too early yet but uh I, I think it's coming and then the fact that they're you know bringing in the military they're overhauling this up and not all these things are good necessarily because you, you know they could have, they have neg negative side effects obviously on us or, 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 you know, nationalists at the end of the day and things like that, too. So you have to be careful what you wish for, uh, as always. You know, it's kind of like how the police, uh, you know, are granted now greater surveillance uh, capabilities by uh, trying to tackle gang criminality. And at the end of the day, this could be used against, uh, you know, uh, dissidents, essentially. Anyway, here it is, right? Denver follows New York City's lead by handing out flyers warning migrants to stay away. So it was Denver. I thought it was Philly. Uh, but maybe it's more. Thank you for... Uh, uh, clarifying that, Lampshade. Uh, the city of Denver is following Big Apple's lead by giving flyers to migrants at the U.S. border, warning them to stay away from already overburdened Colorado capital. Is this, this is just like the open borders activists standing with a sign, you know, refugees now or refugees welcome. And then he asks, we have uh, Ahmed with us here. Uh, can you uh, can you house him right now? Do you have a, can, can you put him up in your in your place? Oh no, I'm renting. It's very, uh, it's a little tight right now, and you know, I, I really don't have the room. Uh, but I'm sure someone else can hand, uh, can can take care of uh, Ahmed for us. The notices were sent. Someone else, so another city will do it. Send them to, you know, send them to Idaho. Send them to Montana. Send them to, uh, uh, you know, whatever whatever conservative states there are. 
And then, of course, immediately, like they're doing in Germany, right? Immediately grant them voting rights. Whether the proposal in Germany was in six within six months, this is for them to permanently cement their political rule by handing uh, these invaders voting rights. And of course, they're they're going to uh, train them like they do with these flyers of where they're supposed to go once they you know step foot on on European soil. They'll train them on what party to vote for, how many gibs you'll get, and that they're going to protect you and keep you safe. That, that's how they'll, they'll try to cement their position. Uh, the notices were sent to officials in several Texas border towns earlier this week in a bid to thwart the unprecedented number of asylum seekers. I think you spelled that wrong. That's called invaders who have been swarming in. We believe these flyers convey the same message we are relaying to migrants when they arrive in Denver, which is that our shelter capacity is strained and our primary role is to provide temporary emergency shelter. Let me see if there is a, was there an interview here? Let me see if, uh, yeah, there he is there. Let's, let's listen to this here. No, no audio. What's going on with that? do have networks of support. Oh, it was just a silent piece. Okay, here it is. Listen to what he says here. Here we go. Yes, you know, right now we are uh, obviously sheltering folks when they arrive, and so we have been expanding our capacity dramatically to try to serve people uh, humanely as we can. And what we find is a lot of people do have networks of support in the United States, but they were not ever intending to come to Denver. So they got put on a bus and they were trying to get to California or Chicago or to Boston because they have family there. And so people that are trying to reconnect with families or networks, we help them arrive to those places. People that are trying to uh, make a life here so you're, in Denver. So you're, 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 move, you're moving them from Denver. You're, you're making these people someone else's problem while you continue to talk about human Well, we're, we'll shelter them and do this as comfortable as possible for you until we can just, you know, move move you out of our uh, town or state and, and, and let someone else deal with it. Where we help get settled in and connect to services. I'd say the single biggest challenge we face really is I was just with uh, one of the shelters yesterday talking to migrants and the very first thing everyone will ask me is, how can I work? Where can I get a job? Uh, they're not asking for <laughs> yes, help. They're not asking for charity. What they want is just to they took our germs. <clears throat> That's the f- first thing they want to do, right? And, and, and you know, eventually, with, with, with enough Chipotle robots out there and uh, and, and Amazon critters, they took our germs. All right, I think we've heard enough of this guy. Oh, they want to get they. They're so they're just hungry to go to where can I where can I work? You can work on fixing your own country. How about that? Sorry, we're full. Actually, not sorry. Let's let's take that out. Uh, we're full. Uh, stop, or we'll sink your boat <coughs> slash bus or whatever it is. Uh, we we do not. We we are not open for business. Uh, the German NGO Humanity uh, subs, which is brought to you by Pfizer, subsidized by the German government, dumps illegal immigrants into Livorno. Uh, some with scabies. Oh, good. In 2023, these human traffickers unloaded, and was it France that had some huge bed bug problem right now? It's like they're beginning some delousing campaign in France and, and Algeria, of course, is, is like going hand in hand because that's how so many arrive from. In 2023, these human traffickers unloaded illegal immigrants in the Italian ports of Livorno, Ancoa, Sicciavaccia, or something, something like that, uh, Brindisi, Bari, Ortona, Ravenna, and Catania. A clear intent to destabilize Italy and Europe NGOs must be stopped now. That's right. It's one of the boats. And 
is this discussion with Elon Musk, Musk that the German government had, right? Oh, we're saving lives. Okay, well, you're bringing them into Italy. Put them, put them up in your house now. These boats just need to be... They need to be totally legally uh, sunk in Minecraft, right? Uh, in, in a video game. They need to be... Somehow, we need to make a copy in a video game. And then just uh, sink it there, I guess, huh? All right, here is a story from Sweden I wanted to cover. Uh, FD, is that former? What do they mean by that? Let me just see here. Yeah, F for Okay, X, that's why I understand that. X, Sweden Democrats official to investigate the right of asylum. Uh, in Sweden. Now, this is interesting. We've played a clip uh, before with Maria Malmer Steingard. I forget how. No, she had a Skåne dialect, I think. Uh, Skåne accent and uh, southern part of Sweden. And it was it was pretty good. It was like a new page on the government website. And it's like, we're going to overhaul the, the, you know, refugee system and blah, blah, blah. But again, you have to keep in mind, a lot of these a lot of these people are are it's dangerous in the sense that they just they want to they want to they want integration to work uh they want us to be multiracial they want us to mix out they want us to be this this dream that never will work but that's what they're working for they're actively want to slow things down to stop what's happening so that you don't have a reaction for the most part i i'm not 100 about this woman she her heart might be in the right place you might actually genuinely see how, how bad it is whatever but but i'm saying some of them are like that right permanent residence permits should no longer be granted and those who have already already have one should be able to get rid of it translation somewhat wonky because it's by google but we understand what they mean this is what the government and sweden democrat want which now is uh, have appointed a large investigation or a big investigation researching this into the Swedish asylum rules. I've said this forever too. All you need is a, it just change the laws, change the rules. I mean, the problem is, yes, you need politicians in there to do it. And if they, you know, if they manage to cement their position, these left-wing uh, politicians, by bringing in millions of people into our countries and then give them voting rights within six months and basically telling them vote for the socialist, vote for labor, vote for the uh, leftist, open borders, you know, Greens parties. We won't be able to do that. And it's not that I trust that this will be solved politically, but there still seems to be a window. I mean, there's still, there's still that's just the fact, right? There just still seems to be a window. And we're like, we're this, we're this close. It's this close before that is permanently shut. It's about adopting the Swedish regulations to the EU's minimal legal level. Problem number two. Fuck the EU. Get out of the EU. I mean, again, like, why is... I, maybe they think they'll have more influence or they can kind of hold them back by being members. Otherwise, they technically would be attacked by them. I don't know what the thinking is there. Just say no, right? This is one of some of the lawsuits, uh, partially, I think, uh, from the EU against Hungary have been like, well, you're in violation of humanitarian rights or whatever the hell it was. They said, well, we don't want migrants. So, what, you know, what, what do you do now? And that, that's why there's a bunch of lawsuits. And as part of the paradigm shift, yes, that's actually the wording they used, right? Uh, the Swedish migration system needs a paradigm shift. I remember her uh, mentioning that when we played the video. Uh, in migration policy, that the government and SD promised in the TID uh, agreement. 
which is it's a bit tedious to go into that now, uh, but it's a uh, it's a special clause, right? That that I think existed. I think there's a historical precedent for it. I think they they've used that before, if I remember that that correctly. Uh, but anyway. They want to overhaul that, and then you know the EU is coming. In, well, you need uh, X amount of the, these migrants, whatever. And there's problems here. Even the the Prime Minister Ulf Christensen recently said, like, we need more LGBTQ migrants, you know, kind of thing. But hopefully, they change their tune on this. Uh, the Swedish regulations have stood out as too generous, writes Migration Minister Maria Malmer Stenegard and Ludwig Aspling on a Dagens Nyheter debate page. In the future, the starting point should be that protection should be offered temporarily. Thank you. I mean that's a good start. Not that we even need that at this point. Like how th- how how much in danger are really some of these people? And number two, according to the United Nations Human uh, UNHCR, what is a human? What is it? Uh, human rights? Whatever the hell thing they have. Uh, you need to go to the first country adjacent to your country that is not at war. And you stay there, right? That's that's actually the legal thing here, which of course have gone completely out the window uh, recently. If this is how it begins, good, but it's far from from you know good enough. Temporarily, this, yeah, yeah, whatever. It, it needs to be super like hardcore clampdown on all of this. And for those who flee Sweden's immediate area, they believe, yeah. So uh, surrounding, I assume, right? So, yeah, you, you you're from Norway, Denmark. <laughs> sure, come in. That's totally fine. We'll have some Lutfisk if you're from Norway, and we'll have some uh, Pulse if you're from Denmark. Okay. Investigators will be Josephine Boswell, lawyer and prosecutor. I don't know much about her, uh, who as late as August left Sweden Democrats' coordinating office, that, that, so that could potentially be promising, to become a counselor at the Stockholm Administrative Court. Um, among other things, she will receive review, sorry, quote, how permanent, permanent residence permits can be issued for some foreigners. Although the rules have been changed, Sweden still grants a large number of permanent residence permits for asylum seekers, writes um, um, the Moderate Party and the Sweden Democrat, to those two people from there. Uh, yeah, I mean, that needs to be done away with. And in fact, we need a law to assess, oh, all those um, permanent residence permits that were given during this time period is now null and void because uh, it was done illegally. We don't want the, whatever you need to do. Right? Just get, 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 it, get it done. Get them out. This is despite the fact that no such obligation is due to EU law. So it's, it's like this over-the-top. Remember when Sweden granted uh, immediate citizenship to anybody from Syria? Remember that insane shit? And then, of course, hundreds of thousands of people poured in, no documents, said, yeah, sure, I'm Syrian, whatever. Uh, but there's no other EU law or other international commitments, they write, that, that means they have to do this. Uh, but Boswell will also review whether existing permanent residence permits can be changed to time-limited Thank you. Please do this. Begin first good step. In the first place, the person should be should be persuaded to become a Swedish citizen. But if that's not possible, the government wants to know how the permanent residency permit can be withdrawn. As a rule, decision uh, that favor an individual must not be changed to the person's disadvantage. Hmm. But the government points out in the directives that there are a number of exceptions. The main rule has also. Uh, has also not been considered to constitute an obstacle to the cancellation of favorable decisions on the basis of later legislation, provided that this legislation is not manifestly incompatible with the form of government, the government writes. Uh, Interpreters limited. Okay, anyway. Could be good, uh, could could be nothing. We'll see what happens. 
Maybe next time, says, I wonder if the Sahara wants a lush area turned into desert for a reason. Yeah, didn't uh, they drop some, isn't there, uh, a- ancient evidence of a, a nuclear war? Is not <laughs> desertification. There's some interesting glass finds, actually, in some parts of the Sahara, I believe, um, to not just make a joke out of it, uh, which is like, hmm, how did this uh, get here? But uh, anyway, yeah, no desertification. Uh, it's, it's an interesting study, right, that actually shows, too, how desertification have, have created like a traumatized human, like one of the reasons why some of them who live in these areas are so violent and stuff. It's actually related to desertification. I forget what that paper was called, but it's quite interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's that's it, desertification is a huge problem, uh, part of it. You might be referring to something else there, but uh, anyway, thank you. Maybe next time, appreciate that. Uh, okay, so I want to play that clip. I mentioned, is it time for that? Let me see here. Yeah, we have... Yeah, we can get to these here, too. So that's Sweden. We can quickly mention uh, AFD as well, going back to Germany, right? The violence against uh, the AFD for trying to fight back against these things right now. Uh, A German far-right political leader has been taken to hospital from an election rally. And it was like, what's a super ambiguous headline, right? Uh, It's uh, suspected that some sort of needle or syringe was used on him, possibly poisoned. This is how fucking nuts they are in Germany. And so square this fucking circle. As they're banning like the Artgemeinschaft, which is like a cultural association that teaches about the old Germanic ways, as they're banning that, it's just a complete free-for-all for leftists in the country right now. And now they're poisoning AFD members. They're brutally attacking them, right? There's uh, multiple recent attacks that have happened. Uh, here's just a sample of some of them that have been attacked recently. Uh, Tino Shrupala, uh, Tr- Tr- I think it is, uh, is one of the two co-leaders for the German uh, AFD, Alternative for Deutschland or Germany. Uh, on Wednesday, Chuprala was taken to the hospital after a violent incident as an, at an election rally. AFD is currently polling as the second largest party in Germany. We've talked about this. Uh, in spite of being one of the largest parties in the country, AFD leaders are systematically intimidated, threatened, and physically attacked. There's also, of course, intelligence services now uh, that are turning uh, against them. And this is, of course, how an open democratic country operates obviously right to keep to preserve our democracy uh, all the other parties in germany says we must ban the second largest political opposition party just like Zelensky, i guess huh uh, german prosecutors are investigating whether a leader of the far-right aft party was assaulted yeah may, maybe he was we don't know if it happened or not We'll see. We'll look into it, and then we'll give him a pass. Ah, nothing really, nothing really happened, you know. But they're not, they're Nazis anyway, so it's it's okay. Uh, you can do whatever you want. Commies have free reign uh, in Germany, so they're uh, they're an occupied uh, occupied country. Um, here is a couple of these too. I got to play these. These are kind of funny. Owen Jones, uh, which is one of the leftists. Uh, uh, columnists, uh, journalists, whatever you want to call them, urinalists in uh, the UK. Not really a super huge win. I can think of other things that you could have told this guy when it comes to like how whites are being, um, how our areas are being ethnically polluted 
and, and thereby, from their perspective, they're cleansing us ethnically, right? They're getting rid of these undesirable white populations, British, English, Welsh, Celtic, what, are, what have you, uh, in the UK populations, as migrants, uh, asylum seekers move in. I can, I can think this is going to be, you can frame this a little bit differently, uh, but still pretty good. I forget who who Owen Jones is talking to here. Uh, I don't think I got a name on that yet, but uh, check it out. Enoch Powell. Yeah, what do you think of Enoch Powell? He asked first here. Right? What do you think, Enoch Powell? <laughs> Enoch Powell's obviously a very divisive figure. Yeah. What do you think of him, though? Personally, what I think of I would have said, well, look around. Uh, he did kind of uh, he did kind of have a point, don't you say? He's mostly turned out to be correct. Is a lot of stuff he was saying, although very divisive at the time, has come to pass. Oh, Some there you go. Okay, yeah, okay, good. I, I, I listened to this earlier. I forget he said that. Good, good. Based. Good boy. saying, although very divisive at the time, has come to pass. Yes. Some cities are no longer diverse. They are no longer diverse in the sense that there isn't a mix of cultures, where it's now been completely replaced by one culture right. over another. Like, like where? A lot of boroughs <laughs> like where the where? white working classes have been moved out in exchange for a lot of people from What other... do you mean they've been moved out? Well, a lot of the council space in central London what now. Do you, what do you mean? What do you... What do you mean that they've been moved out? What, what do you, you, this is not. We're just sharing space with them. Uh, we're just, we're sharing our countries with them. You bigot. In exchange for a lot of people from. What other, do you mean they've been moved out? Well, a lot of the council space in central London now, in some of those boroughs, have been completely demographically changed to a completely alien culture to what it would have been 50 years ago. But what do you mean an alien culture? I mean, in East End, London used to be very Jewish. And now yes. it's more Muslim, but that's yeah. always been the case. So, I mean, that's so that's a very alien culture to what it was. That's the best you have. Well, what what were they before they were Jewish, Owen? They were, of course, English. So that's already have you're talking about layer two here. Then isn't it? Isn't I mean, they're British Muslims. Yes, but it's an alien culture. What do you it's mean? A different culture. Alien culture means it. Alien as in unfamiliar. Yeah, but it's not alien to being British. British is being British means you could be Muslim or Jewish or Hindu. I'm not saying it's to being British. I'm saying it's to the culture of the area, to the beliefs and belief structures of the area, to the institutions that once were there, being replaced by new institutions now, and new beliefs and new ideologies and new cultures and new religions. Well, they're different completely religions, Completely changing course. it. But, yeah, I mean... It's, but a religion is an entire cultural and ideological outlook on the work, world. There's still white working-class people who live there who go to school with people from different backgrounds and they mix with people from different backgrounds. They're not monocultures. You still have white working-class people in Tower Hamlets. I'm talking about whether or not the native people in those areas feel that they are now in their homeland or if their homeland confronts them as something other, something which distracts them from what they believe themselves to be. Well, I, th I think I, millions of people are actually happy with being diverse. I mean, London... Yeah, they're happy being replaced. That's right, Owen. You got it. It has huge of mixed relationships where people from Things are going great right now. They all, all of them are just going to mix up. Diverse. I mean, London has huge of mixed relationships where people from different cultures quite literally set, set families up together. I mean, that's a good thing, surely. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's neither here nor there. It's bad. Diversity is not inherently good. It's not inherently bad. That's not... To, to them, the person you're talking to, it's good because it's getting rid of these pesky... Uh, white people that that you know that, that this guy doesn't like. Well, I think it's inherently good. But uh, why just, is why do you think that? Because I think you get a, an interesting exchange of cultures and worldviews, oh, yeah, and that course, makes of course, and it is a very and very interesting exchange of cultures. That's one of the because it's so great. The curries, the curry you can get in the UK now is uh, what, what's the term uh, par par excellence. Uh, but some, of course, some of the other cultural enrichments. Uh, that I can uh, think of uh, it's just some of the grooming gangs uh, you know it's just that's of course just one 
That's, of course, just one aspect, and that's, of course, why people like Owen Jones uh, have to cover up for this. They have to cover for them and cover up for them. Remember, they even said that, well, we'll keep the review uh, secret because this is not really in the public's interest, you see, to find this out. Anyway, back to the clip here. More interesting in dynamics. Yeah, why does a mix of cultures and worldviews provide something good, necessarily? Because we learn from each other. Yes, but why? Well, let's see, there's, there's... You can... What happened to travel, Owen? Why do you have to import these cultures into... I, I once literally heard a guy said... Uh, he was a neighbor once, but yeah, he, he actually said, well, we have, once again, like 20 different languages, something absurd like that, 20 different languages in school, and it was just so great. It was so wonderful, you know, kind of thing. And it was just like, this is so complicated. Like, how, how do these kids even talk to, to each other, right? How do they even relate to each other? And of course, the answer is they don't. And in many parts, they, they congregate to their own group. That's why they moved to certain... And in fact, there's a headline, right? We, we, we showed it a couple of times, but it's just like in the U.S., pulling this up on the fly here, because just thinking about it, uh, it's more segregated now, right, in, in the U.K. than ever. And it was the same thing that happened. Where's that damn headline? Um, okay, I can't find it now. It was a piece about the U.S. recently, right? Oh, the more diverse we get, the more segregated it was. And, and exactly the same had happened in uh, in the UK, according to a new study there of the demographics. Uh, so, so the same thing happens there. The more you move these people in, the more they just you know split off from each other. And people like Owen Jones, he's mentioned what three times now that well they mix out, they mix out. You mix together. They they racially mix themselves out. Some archetypal brilliant worldview, the best possible worldview, right? right? Would you then say, oh, let's make it more diverse and mix it with other worldviews? No. <laughs> it was it's a decent uh, it's a decent comeback there. Yeah, goddammit, I can't find that now. All right, anyway, we've showed it in past, uh, past shows. But uh, anyway, Owen Jones, uh, here's, a, here's an old tweet uh, of, of his, uh, where he says, My granddad, Peter, died in Edinburgh this afternoon. He was like a second dad, a lifelong socialist and full of pride and love for his family. So... That's Owen Jones for you, right there. Where are we here? Let's let's zoom in. Let's zoom in a little bit on that in case that's in case that's not really clear for you. We can we can zoom in on that a little bit for you there. Uh, and that's that. That's Owen Jones for you, folks. Of course, socialism, right? Communism, socialism, uh, leftism. Uh, the new proletariat, of course, is these grievance groups that they uh, import to our countries again to cement their this is the Revolutionary Guard uh, in the modern era, right? They to, to cement their position, right? Uh, Dog Whistler says, uh, you guys are the best. Some coinage for your family as I have to run. Your show always is so insightful. Thank you, Dog Whistler. Appreciate that. Thank you for your support as well. Uh, very kind of you. Uh, if you guys want to support the show, enterprise.live slash Red Eyes TV. You can hyper chat on Odyssey or Rumble. Thank you so much for your support. Lars Augebeck as well says, uh, also ironic that old and long inactive neo-Nazi group Hammerskins have been recently outlawed. Yeah, that's that's what it was, right? Hammerskins. I said Hammerbande, but that was the left-wing group. And I don't believe that one was banned in Germany. Someone said Hammerbande Wednesday when I talked about that. But yeah, Hammerskins. That's right. I forgot the name. Uh, but they were recently outlawed as well. While at the same time, leftist group is literally attacking political opponents with actual hammers. Yeah, ha Hammerbande, right? Uh, exactly. That's how bad it is. Thank you, Lars Augebeck. Appreciate, appreciate that. 
let me see here. I want to make sure we got everything here. Archie on Odyssey says, we need to make white countries no-go zones. I like the way Dominic Tarajic explains at 21.32 how to keep invaders out. The Democrats should have trumpeted such rhetoric during the 2019 debate. Would they? Let me see how. Is it long? 21.32? Let me see. Oh, asylum sick. Oh, it's the, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the Polish guy. Okay, yeah, let's listen to this. This is a good uh, clip. Thank you. Uh, Archie, 2132, was it? Okay, let's see what it says. So I've got a message for all illegals. If you don't want to be pushed back, if you don't want to be arrested, if you don't want to be shot, don't come to our borders. Do not come to the Polish border. Then you're safe. It's not okay. us. It's not our police Fucking who came based. up to beat you up, to push you, or to ar- ar- arrest you. It's you who tried to break the law on our our land. It's, okay. It will never let happen. We will never let happen in Poland. Uh, Madalina Evon, given the work that you do and that Europe is so fundamentally divided and fractured along political lines, with Dominic being on the other side of this, when it comes to what to do with migrants and refugees, do you feel that... What do we do do with them? I'm not sure that... uh, Let me play that. Where is that clip there? There you go. TRT World. Yeah, that was a good good comment. Thank you. I've actually not played that before. I saw an article about it, how, like, they're fighting back, and Poland has had some harsh words for asylum seekers or something. But, yeah, that's a good... (laughs) That's a good... Yeah, it's simple. I mean, yeah, no-go zones. I mean, that's just... That's however you have to do that. I mean, these are our countries. These are our zones. That's just what it is. We we are going to take our countries back. There's no... There's no in-between here. That's just what it is. Der Shurska says, AFD is the control opposition. Der Third Weg, or the Dritten Weg, I think it is, right, is the answer for Germany. I know, I know, it, it's, you wish these other, uh, you know, people that actually understand, like, how bad it is would do something. But we got to begin somewhere, right? And and I know it's late in the game and all that stuff, but I still, give them, give, they're the closest right now, give them a chance. Um, I, I'm very torn on it, you know what I mean? It's it just, I mean, will they, get, they, they will not at this point get that circulation that they need, right? Doesn't mean you should ignore them or, I mean, I don't, are they a political party? The the, the third the third way in Germany? I don't think they are, right? Maybe they are. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. Uh, but they're like in a group, right? Act More like an activist group, if I remember that correctly. Uh, well, I mean, it's, and it's the same with the Sweden Democrats. It's not the, it's not the... It's, it's not the way, right? It's not the, the ultimate uh, solution that we need, but sometimes you need a stepping stone. However, making that point, let me play this clip because it's, it's pertinent to that, that conservatives are the real gatekeepers, right? And here's a very worried, this is, uh, uh, what is this? This is Tim Pool's, uh, you know, lesbian sister here or something, uh, who's talking about a reversal of democracy. Democratization is moving backwards. And she's very worried this is from the U.S. perspective here, but uh, uh, that Kevin McCarthy was removed uh, because these conservatives are actually very beneficial to the leftists uh, to act as gatekeepers to ensure that kind of like a real opposition actually doesn't happen. What's going on with my hair today? Anyway, listen to uh, listen, <laughs> listen to this. Regardless of what your political affiliation is, Kevin McCarthy getting ousted right. She's speaking solo. I have to turn up the volume. The sensitive leftist here. Let me go back. Let me do that again. Here we go. Tim Pool's lesbian sister. Regardless of what your political affiliation is, Kevin McCarthy getting ousted right now is terrible, terrible news for our democracy. And if you are my friend, please listen to this. I made this video for you to explain to you what's going on from a political scholar perspective. 
I'm having a heart attack. This is terrible news. This is Ziblot. <laughs> Ziblot writes books such as How Democracies Die and his general focus. Can we get a, uh, it's a little too far away to get a, uh, uh, get a face check here, but Ziblot, can we, can we, do you want to guess? Is on democratic backsliding. What leads to democracy's backsliding? What are the general indicators? He wrote an extremely compelling book called Conservative Parties and the Birth of Democracy, where he analyzed many different countries over several centuries to see why did they die. He analyzes all these different countries and he finds out that it's due to their conservative parties collapsing. When conservative <laughs> parties collapse, it leads to democratic backsliding. Democratic backsliding. Our progress. Our precious progress is now not progressing forward fast enough. But, it, but of course, she is right. It's the conservatives that are like, whoa, 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 slow down there, sailor. Slow down. We need more LGBTQ pride events here. Or it leads to a total coup in which the radical right within their party take over. Well, and why would that happen? Because our goddamn countries are falling apart. That's why we're going to need to restore order. That's the only way out of this. We, the, other, the other option here is mass slaughter and mass violence, which, of course, these commies are very comfortable with. And a crucial indicator that conservative parties are dying is when they do not suppress radical right groups within their party. They do not yep. successfully squash them. And two, successfully squashed controlled opposition, the uniparty. When they no longer respect traditional or more moderate figures within the party. So taking it back to Kevin McCarthy, why is this terrible news? Because Kevin McCarthy is exactly that kind of figure. And I'm so tempted she, to create she like a them. little TikTok. She likes Kevin McCarthy. Friends, the she know he keeps the lid on. Full depth of this theory because originally when I heard it, I hated it. I was yeah, she's just whistling. I can barely hear what she says. Speak up! Come on, democracy can't be decided based on conservative parties. Ooh. But after seeing the data and the analyses, why do you think we have those two, you know, system like that? And you know, I know there's some that's like, well, you know, and and it's true. I guess it's like. These days, they all represent the same thing, but it's like, yeah, okay. <sighs> Conservative, you can, you can, that you can do away with, right? But like, obviously, there's a more there, there are right wing parties uh, that 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 would do better things, and and some of them would go further than others in some countries, kind of thing, right? It's not completely like there is a political spectrum, but but the way that they've constructed it now is of course i mean the, the spectrum exists but it's like take, take sweden as, as one of those prime examples right oh here's the moderate party see this is your conservative even the name moderate what do you mean mo yeah the, the moderate party is the right-wing party the the centrist is the far-right party for you that's the conservatives right it's constructed uh to keep the the ship moving forward no matter what and the conservatives are, are just the brakes. It's like, well, do you want to slam into the wall at 100 kilometers per hour or, uh, I don't know, 60 kilometers per hour? That, that's, that's your options right there. I'm fully convinced and seeing these little bits of backsliding has me pretty worried about the potential for a radical right complete takeover. And something that I think that everyone should be really cognizant of 
and politicians who are making these moves, especially Democratic politicians right now who can be used as a tool of the far right, such as this move, I think they need to be extremely careful and knowledgeable of this history because this has happened time and time again. This has happened in Germany. It happened in Italy. If we look at the specifics as Ziblatt did, this is bad news, and I'm worried. Bad news, and they're worried. Of course, what they think is far right is not really far right, to be honest. But, uh, yep, here's the guy, Ziblatt. Tyranny of the minority once constitution is dangerously outdated. There you go. Uh, Harvard, yeah, he's a Harvard professor, of course. Uh, Daniel Ziblatt, I'm not sure. There's no early life... uh, uh, section there on that guy, but all right. Anyway, that's what it is. Uh, but of course, the the minority rule that we've had in our countries is that that that's not a tyranny because then the the needle is still moving in our direction under uh, us using these minority groups as our as our shields. So that that's fine, you see. Uh, all right, we are going to begin wrapping up here, ladies and gentlemen. A can of worms opener says thanks for sitting through all of this for us. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's kind of cathartic. It's it's good to get that out, right? It's good to just like wade through, like okay, what's where where do we stand now? What's what, what's happening, right? Uh, but it's also, of course, to get you activated, right? get you to step up and do something, get the fire under your ass, organize, uh, get shit done, get involved. Uh, a lot of us are, are are waking. Our people are waking up as a consequence of these things, and that's a good thing. We don't actually need to. Um, we don't need to put the lid on this. There's there's sort of like stopping, you know, this in a sense either. I mean, there is, but like to slow it down so that like it becomes unnoticeable again. That's obviously also not what's going on, right? Since uh, Emila says, just like Bay Area rapid transit, they keep the crimes secret for fear that people will learn the truth of who is committing the crimes. Can't have that. That's right. Yep, keep the lid on. Uh, a couple of comments there from Sin City. Uh, Mila as well, appreciate your support over on Rumble. Thank you. All right. Let me see if we've got everything here. Uh, maybe next time says, cultural relativism means you cannot judge cannibalism being filmed on a smartphone. It's just another culture, you bigot. Yeah, that's basically it. There, there's, no, there's no difference. Nothing is better. Nothing is worse. There's no value we can put on everything. Or, or on anything, rather. Um... I think we are caught up, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for your support today. We're going to start uh, uh, wrapping up right there. Thank you for joining us live. If you're joining us later on in the archives, shout out to you guys as well. Well, and we have a couple. I have a couple of videos we'll play after we uh, run the ending here, or right uh, right after the plug. A couple of inspirational ones. Uh, you might enjoy them. Two of them. One is from uh, No White Guilt, a good video. I think that's from a while ago, but it's a good it's a good encouragement, I think, to end on as well. Because I agree with 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 his message there of of where we stand right now. Uh, you know, it's it's it is dark and it will be getting darker. But uh, but uh, you know, as the analogy goes, uh, we we are getting closer uh, to the break of dawn. That's that's that it's inevitable. That's just how these things go. Uh, guys, if you do want to join us, RedEyesMembers.com, please get on over there, get a membership, support Red Eyes if you like what we do. Uh, we want to keep growing, expanding, and thriving, and we want to get more people aboard. You can do that by getting a membership. It's only 10 bucks a month. If you get a longer one, you can get that down a little bit as well. You can also get it over on Odyssey or Subscribestar. Uh, we are going to set up our locals as well soon here, as soon as we have a little bit of time over to uh, get all that uh, organized and set up. You can also get a membership for a, a, as a producer or executive producer uh, that will help us tremendously as well. If you have some resources you want to get our way and do a little bit extra for us each month, that's a great way to support us. And of course, 
you get a shout out at the end of the show as well. So thank you to our executive producers, T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeeves, President Obunga, Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yockey, Dillbob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, Purple Haze, and Colin Marriott. Thank you, guys. We have our producers, Mr. Walker, 696, Johansson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Yuri New, Obadiah Hexwell, Perfect Brute, Single Action Army, and Kami Combo Deal. Thank you, guys. We appreciate all of you. If you want to get one of those, you can do it at redassmembers.com, Odyssey, or Subscribe Star. Helps us tremendous as well. If you recently signed up for one of those and you're not yet in the rotation, always make sure to just uh, write to us, redass at protomail.com, and we'll uh, get you in there. ASAP. Thank you, guys. Make sure we're caught up here. Uh, yes, I think we are caught up. Thank you to everyone who super chatted today. We appreciate you. We'll be back with more here soon. Uh, next up is Western Warrior, of course, as usual, our member show that we do. Some of the great stuff you get access to as a member as well. Uh, don't rely on anyone else to step up. We need your guys' help and support to keep going and doing it well, doing it better, doing more. We want to expand, so that's really the best way to support us. We don't have any major sponsors or angel investors. We don't get money from anywhere else. Uh, maybe one day we'll get to that point, but right now we are dependent on our supporters out there, viewers, watchers, uh, listeners, and so forth. So that's really the best way to do it. Uh, but uh, Lana says hi. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Let's play this little uh, encouraging video here as well. First, we'll do a, a camping trip, a little... Uh, dad moment here too that's might be uh, might be encouraging for you to see that let me see if it was one more no we got it okay there we go check this out hey i've heard that if you pack your backpack pack her backpack drive for an hour start hiking hike about a mile find a good camping spot set up your tent blow up your air mattresses <laughs> pull out your sleeping bag <laughs> set up your chairs have some dinner together mm. start a fire Set up a few colorful lights. Whoa! Lay down and look at the stars. Good night, Becca. Love you. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Go for a little adventure. Play follow the leader. Throw some rocks in the water. Go for a challenging hike. Stop for a breather. Give a piggyback. Yes, piggyback. And if you do these things, you'll create some lasting memories. What about the white children? Our children are no less valuable than theirs. Our children and our culture and our people are no less important than theirs. Those are our families. Those are our loved ones. Loving our people doesn't necessarily mean that we hate someone else. We need to spread the message of white unity, of global Europa, Western kind coming together as a single people in a way that preserves our differences and in a way that enables us to say, no, there is something deep here within us. And it is glorious, it is magical, and it is as yet beyond science 
uh, to be able to identify and codify and speak to. And, but it is nonetheless present and we see it in everything we do, in our manifestations, in our creations, and we are going to preserve it no matter what. No matter what argument is brought against us by the anti-whites, no matter what position, no matter what imagery of crying non-white children or whatever they bring, we are going to preserve this and there is nothing on planet Earth that will stop us from carrying that message and that well-being around the globe. Now is the time for us as a people to be excited. Now is the time for us to be inspired. We are doing great things. Our numbers are growing. The anti-whites are, yes, there's a shuntening. They're doing everything they can to no platform us. And that is evidence that we are making great gains. It will continue to grow as we continue to be able to communicate peer-to-peer -peer across these platforms, not just getting our information and content that we produce for white well-being out there, but also able to discuss what's happening in our communities, able to discuss with each other uh, from community to community, state to state, country to country, that wherever we are, what is happening in our little part of the world is not the exception, and that what we see on TV as far as the behavior of uh, non-whites and what's happening is the rule. The reality is that by way of these communications, by way of these continuing conversations, we are learning that in fact we are not alone, that there are other many millions of us out there that are sick and tired, that are fed up with this anti-white invasion by non-whites, what these anti-whites are doing in our countries and what they have planned for us in our countries, that we are not alone. That is a strength that is deeper and wider than we can put words to. And we can see indeed that the lies that are propagated by the anti-whites are indeed lies by way of that communication with our peers. And so I predict that good things will continue to happen. I also predict that the anti-whites will continue to try to tamp things down. They will continue to try to throttle us. We will continue to see content producers come and go. We will continue to see people who are doxxed and they will disappear. Folks, this is a real fight. This is not a, a plaything. This is real spy versus spy. There are things we are doing now in the background, efforts that we are making, things we are experimenting with, and we are getting stronger every single day. And the harder the anti-whites push, the stronger we get. So I don't want you to feel down. I don't want you to feel uh, scared. I don't want you to feel that all hope is lost. It will definitely get darker before the dawn. But know that. Know that the darker it gets, the closer we are to that sunrise, the closer we are to the, the ending of that eclipse, the diamond ring effect on the far side of the eclipse. That is when you will know that we are truly about to rise and white well-being will spread over this planet like a bloom of white roses. There'll be nothing that can stop us. So I want everybody to feel excited and proud and I want you all to participate, to get involved and to know that today and yesterday might belong to the anti-whites, but tomorrow belongs to us. What about the white children?
our children are no less valuable than theirs. Our children and our culture and our people are no less important than theirs. Those are our families. Those are our loved ones. Tomorrow belongs to us. Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.